I'm Brady Fitzgerald, and this is The Countdown. Tonight, we discuss the one-point win against Vandy last Saturday, and we discuss how we feel about the performances on the field. Then, Oklahoma's five-star quarterback Spencer Rattler is looking for a new home. We make our pitch and look into the possibilities of him going Garnett. Plus, we took a look at all Columbia sports and highlights the best around campus. All that coming up, all here on The Countdown. And as I say at the beginning, I'm Brady Fitzgerald, and today I'm not joined by the J-Dog. He is out uh, doing a news show with the zoo, so good luck to Jay out there. But today, I'm with our producer, my good friend and roommate, Riley Hudson. Yes, sir. What up, what up, Gamecock Nation? How you doing today, Riley? Living the dream. That's, that's how we got to do in Columbia. Another day, the city another great of day in Columbia. Of course, of course. You know, it was not a great day in Columbia. It was on Saturday. No. We, uh, you know... We watch the games. We know, like, we, and this game, yes, it's a win. And, yes, we're supposed to, especially when you're a team like us that's building, you want to take every win in stride. But that win was abysmal, and I hated watching it. That was such a terrible game. Uh, we come in against Vanderbilt, which is the worst, by far the worst team in the SEC, and they don't even have a starting quarterback. And we almost lost. Yeah, it was frustrating to watch. Um, I came in. I, I didn't come into this this game expecting to cover an eighteen and a half point spread. Um, I expected to be at least close. Yeah. Um, it, Gamecocks have, have uh, Gamecocks have um, averaged a twenty two point two points per game, I believe. Uh, going into the Vanderbilt game, so and a lot of that is based off our Week One performance against, I guess Week Zero against Eastern Illinois, yeah. where we scored forty nine. Yeah, so, so I didn't have uh, much expectations to cover us eighteen and a half point spread, but uh, I did expect to uh, for the Gamecocks to handle business uh, against a, uh, it's an SEC opponent, but it's. You know, look, this team almost lost to UConn. Let's say how it is. Yeah, congrats to UConn. Got their first win in like seven hundred and fifty something days. Yep, yep. So congrats to UConn, uh, definitely. But they they almost they almost lost to UConn, and that is something that like now if we faced UConn, I don't I don't know if we could beat them by you know a touchdown. Is yeah, that going to be a hard? Are we going to be sweating out UConn if yeah, we play them? It's a uh, it's a. Um, Predicament I don't like to think about too much. Luckily, we don't have to see it, so that hopefully will never happen. But the, anyways, the the Vanderbilt comes in here and they're on the road. We get up early and we're feeling great. Oh, it's Vanderbilt, easy peasy. We're doing whatever we want. And then Luke Doty just like loses his mind and can't play football anymore. Yeah, and, two interceptions. And the, and the the offense can't do anything, just like we've seen in every other game, and we let Vanderbilt come back. That was the the scariest part about this game is that if it wasn't for that final drive, we'd blow a 14-point lead. Exactly, yeah. 
it was uh it, it was definitely tough to watch uh I didn't get to be in the stands I knew you were I was at the beginning and I it was I couldn't watch this offense anymore not in person I was like I, I it's not worth it it's the heat the sun it's at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. and we're we're sitting there sweating our balls off to watch this Carolina team stink it up yep and uh but you know at the end of the day South Carolina came out with a yes. win Yes, they came out with they a came, win. And they came out with, believe it or not, a winning record. Yes. Somehow this team has a winning record. Through seven weeks of football, they have a winning record. and But luckily, this is the, the biggest story coming out from the day. There's been a quarterback change. And I think it's it, even if there wasn't this injury on Luke Doty, I think there was going to be a quarterback change anyways. Yeah, it's uh, you never want to see a uh, quarterback change uh due to an injury mm-hmm. but um i think we're gonna see zeb nolan as the uh, starter going into this texas a&m game um well it seems like the rest of the year yeah and uh but like you said uh, you don't you don't want to see Doty go down because he uh uh he's an incredible athlete whether mm-hmm. um his uh four-star quarter, quarterback we had a lot of high hopes for him coming in and but like he just looks scared in the pocket yeah, and we discussed this. Um, D- Doty seems to not have a lot of pocket presence. Not at all. And it seems like he'll he'll get the ball. He'll uh, if it's a play action, definitely. But he'll get the ball. He'll look downfield for probably two seconds. Yeah, and then he'll start bouncing around. His feet are not parallel to downfield. Ever. 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 He's never thrown, and that's why when it's third and three, and we have to throw a little slant route. It sails over the guy because his feet are parallel. He's running around looking like a scared deer. Mm-hmm. And he needs when and you could see it when Zeb came in. Zeb isn't a like he felt like he just looked so much better because he just stood there. He looked confident. It, he looked confident in what he was doing, and Doty never looks confident in any thro- in any of his throws. Yeah, uh Doty plays F is uh plays to not get sacked mm-hmm. and uh if you play to not get sacked, just like in baseball, if you go up there not to strike out, you're uh, you're striking not, out. Yeah, you're not going to have uh, a good at bat. No, and they they say, oh, our offensive line isn't as good. And then when uh, Zeb Nolan gets in there, he's sitting there and has all day in the world to throw. Yeah. And he has all day to throw, and he's sitting there. He's looking downfield. He's looking for the right reads, and that's how you complete five out of eight for seventy five yards and a touchdown. Yeah, that final drive, there was not one running play. That was all Zeb Nolan. That was all him, and took us down, straight down the field like we were doing in the first quarter, like we were playing Vanderbilt, and won the game for us. Yeah, it was incredible to watch. Zeb Nolan played amazing. Mm-hmm. He's uh he's back officially in the Heisman race. <laughs> Zeb for Heisman is yes, officially sir. back, and not yeah. the future, the present. Yeah, the present, man. We're definitely rooting for the present. Uh, winning record. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just beat A and M, and then we're better than Alabama, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, the it was nice to see Zaquandre White come out of his hibernation. I don't know where he was the past uh, four games because his first two games he looked great. He looked like yeah. he was going to be the guy, and now with the uh, with the injury to uh, Mick, uh, Mick, yeah. Mick, uh, oh, McDowell, McDowell, yeah, 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 I love that guy. Uh, he he comes in. And he actually runs the football pretty well, which we haven't had. We haven't had stable running backs this whole season. Yeah, so, offensively, uh, Juju McDowell has uh, been the, the most best, impressive yes. 
uh, player on this team, in my opinion. I, I think so, too, for, uh, for sure. Ja, uh, Jaheim Bell had a great game with six catches and at 136 yards and a long touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, was he the one with that long touchdown early in the game? I'm not sure. But he played all over the field. He had a good kick return, too. The, it seems like we're trying to get some, some weapons out there. We're using Jaheim Bell. Uh, Josh Vance is getting some more targets. EJ Jenkins got a target and a catch for once because, yeah. uh, man, I feel like that guy's had five games where he's just running routes out there. What year is he? Uh, Jaheim Bell or EJ Jenkins? EJ Jenkins. He's a senior. He's a senior? I'm 90% man. sure. I, w- I was really excited, too. Yeah, he's a senior. I'm a, I'm, I want to see him get involved. It's just like whenever you have a seven-foot center in basketball. You just want to see what he could do. Yeah. And – uh, uh, th- today it reinforced being there again. Every time I'm there, and I look, I look at my friends that I'm sitting there, and I go, "Look at thirteen. He is a head taller than everyone on the field. Mm-hmm. Every corner that lines up against him, he's taller than." And, and in the spring game, uh, sitting there in the end zone at the student section, mm-hmm. it, it seemed like every ball that was thrown up to him was caught. Yeah, but you know, uh, in hindsight, you know we're we're not at practice. Yes, and we're. Uh, these coaches know a whole lot more about this team than we do, mm-hmm. uh, whether it comes to the quarterback situation or it comes to E.J. Jenkins. Yeah, exactly. The, the thing for me was I don't know why Doty – when you have zero offense against Vanderbilt for two straight quarters, I don't know why Doty's in there to, to, to play still. Why is he not taken out after the third quarter starting on the fourth or – after halftime, because, I mean, it's been game after game with this guy where we just have seen him fall off halfway during the game and not be able to keep scoring points. Yeah, and I think uh, part of that comes down to uh, Luke Doty showed a lot of promise at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what games it was, uh, but uh, Doty coming in, it just seemed like uh, after after watching him play for the first time, Game Nation was just like, we have found our guy. Mm-hmm. And no, he was uh, he was a star yeah. here coming in this year. And uh, at the beginning of the season, whenever Zeb Nolan was playing, it seemed like Luke Doty was going to be that uh, uh, the missing puzzle piece to uh, get get this offense going. Yeah, and that's exactly what we thought we needed. We were like, "Hey, Zeb, he's too much pocket presence. He doesn't move around." And then uh, then we got the exact opposite of what we not the exact opposite, but. The, the other side of the extreme where Doty's skittish, he's running around, he's not confident. And honestly, I think that's what it was, where he's just not confident in his throws. And you can't have a quarterback that's not confident. Yeah. No, no, no. So, and this doesn't mean we have to give up on him. He can come back after this injury. He can, and I'll still root for him, but the I just would like to see some confidence improvements coming from him where I see – I see the confidence in Zeb Nolan. I see the guys on the sidelines that want to get in. And then I'm looking at him play, and it seems like he doesn't want to be in there. It seems like he's scared to get hit. Mm-hmm. So that that's where we should end on that. But speaking of quarterbacks, Mr. Spencer Rattler uh, went to, who goes to Oklahoma, projected number one pick, uh, projected Heisman winner, was benched over this past couple games. And now it seems like he wants out of OU, which makes sense. 
uh, I would too. And what a more perfect spot to land than Columbia, South Carolina. Columbia, South Carolina. This is my pitch, Mr. Spencer Rattler. You come here and you own this city. You, it's Rattler Nation here. This is a uh, talk about what they can now make money off their name. Man, they'll have every, uh, they'll have every store in Columbia sponsoring that kid. Yeah, every uh, everybody or um, all the car dealerships will have uh, Spencer Rattler. <laughs> yes, there'll, be, yes. there'll be a big banner right mm-hmm. on the front door. Yes, and so this kid is a five-star quarterback. He will be if he come if he does come here, would be the first ever five-star quarterback for South Carolina. Really? Yes. And that, I mean, he would own the city, and he's worked with Mr. Shane Beamer before, and he's worked with that that scheme and that offense, and I've heard, I've heard rumors, I haven't seen this online, so I don't know how much I feel about it, but I've heard rumors around campus that he is, he wants to come back because, he wants to come here because of Doty, I mean, not Doty, <laughs> Beamer, because of Beamer. Yeah. So... There's possible. There's a possible for the transfer destination, and he get to play next year based off the new rules. And you got to think, as a kid that is projected to be the number one pick, he has to play another year, right? Because mm-hmm. he's not he's not getting first round if he no. if he's declares for the draft now. So there should be no Parker White will be taking over him at this point. <laughs> the Honestly, probably. But uh, right now it looks like all the top destinations that people are looking at are all um, Arizona because he's from there and all these different Arizona states and UCLA's. But come here, man. You have E.J. Jenkins to toss to. You have <laughs> and uh, Rattler chose Oklahoma, and, and I mean, obviously there was a recruiting process there, and obviously Beamer was heavy inv- heavily involved. Yeah. And – uh, yes. Rattler had to have liked uh, Beamer's offensive scheme. Mm-hmm. So. Something Beamer has said to him made him go to Oklahoma. So there's, there's, it's not impossible to come here where the like, uh, this would change the whole team, honestly. Absolutely. This, would, this changes everything if we get him. Uh, it would save some recruits. Save some, it would save a lot of recruits. And he's got to realize that this is an SEC team. He comes here. He's the guy that's bringing in the other talent. Yeah. We don't get a five-star wide receiver if we don't have a five-star quarterback. We don't get a five-star tight end if we don't have a five-star quarterback. I guarantee you, if we got Spencer Rattler transfer here, who we talked about last week, Mr. Oscar Delp, would be, would be switching his pick because yeah. the because uh, he brings – just his him alone, not even how he performs on the field yet, him alone would bring all these recruits here. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And talk about on the field, yes, he got benched, but that doesn't mean he's not a good quarterback. No. We've seen this happen before. No, I, I mean, uh, a powerhouse program is Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Their second, I mean, their second string quarterback be a star here at South Carolina at this point. I mean, I hate to sound I, I hate to make it sound like South Carolina isn't a uh, top tier program. Well, but, based you know. on based on the results, we aren't right now. No, we are because uh, clearly we're not competitive enough no. to be a top tier program. And I don't know, this would bring so much like culture back to the city and really revamp it. Where now I'm looking at it, like I think it's going to happen, but yeah. there's there's always a chance, and that's with college football especially. 
that's what you hope for. Mm -hmm. And that this could be something big if he wants to do this. And if he's out there listening right now to the countdown, trying to get his opinions out there, probably is. Yeah, I, w I would see why not, right? Yeah. Uh, he's he's got to come here, and he will make the biggest difference that he could. Because think about it, what other school could he go? He went goes to UCLA. Now he's just another UCLA quarterback. He goes to Arizona State. Now he's just I guess Arizona State's actually. They probably they don't have a lot of quarterbacks, but they go to all these schools and he's just another quarterback. Yeah. If he comes here, he is the first five star quarterback ever. Yeah, to and step foot in this city. And South Carolina is a great place for a uh, a good quarterback who's searching for uh, an upgrade or not a down not a down not lo looking for not a downgrade. Is yes. what I'm trying to say. And cause especially because the defense is good, I do believe our defense is still good. Yeah, I don't think it. There, I, I don't know what our turnover margin is, but after that game, maybe not as well, as good. But I mean, would we get uh, three uh, turnovers at, per game? Yeah, uh, and the first three and Jalen Foster, two good, two who eight? just got named mid. It's called like, I just saw it online. Give me one sec. I pulled up. It's like he won mid uh, American All American or something like mid season All American. Yeah. Uh, because he leads the SEC in interceptions, so they're. There's opportunities for him where to come here and be good. Yeah, there's talent. There's yeah. talent on this team. There is talent on this team. And he would be the type of guy to unlock this type of talent, I feel like. Anyways, coming up next week, we have Texas A&M. Ranked number 17 now after beating Alabama and what they are. I'm guessing they won last week, right? Yeah, they beat New Mexico. Oh, wait, never mind. That was later. Sorry. They beat Missouri. Uh, so another SEC win. So now they're ranked number seventeen, and I don't. I feel like we're just gonna get beaten. Yeah. Um, I can't even give an optimism anymore because I gave some for Tennessee. gave I gave a lot for Vanderbilt. That I said if we don't beat them by two touchdowns, it's a failure. Yeah. And you always want to catch a uh, team when they're riding high, though. Oh, definitely. Trap games. Yeah. That's where they come from. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you definitely want to get them on the right week. And just speaking of. Uh, riding high, your Mr. Tennessee Titans just beat the Bills, who oh, are absolutely. riding the highest. Oh, Titans in the Super Bowl. Yeah, of course. Easy. Oh, easy. Uh, but they, they just whooped Kansas City. They had Game of the year. They, they, they destroyed them, living high, and then coming out next Monday night, they get, they get beaten by the Titans. So it's not impossible. Definitely I mean, possible. teams who've lost lost to the Jets before, I'm sure, have made it to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. The the Patriots had to have lost the lost at the some Jets point. at some point at some point in the six Super Bowls that they <laughs> won. had to have lost had the to Jets. have lost to the Jets at some point in those seasons. You have a good point. Titans the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Uh. Anyways, <laughs> there is a, there is definitely a chance for this this team, and with a new look at new looked offense, we could see how this goes, but. I don't have high hopes. That being said, if we beat him with the best, we beat Alabama pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No problem. All right. Well, other things that's going on. What did you say? Tip-off is in 23 days? Yeah, uh, official season tip-off. Now, uh, uh, a uh, exhibition against Benedict on November 4th. That's nope. two weeks. Two weeks. Or, uh, a little more than two weeks, I believe. But that's in Columbia, 7 p.m. And then a... Uh, USC Upstate comes to town on the 9th. That's the first official game of the year. What team? USC Upstate. Is that just like a branch of us? I believe so. Oh. Huh. That's kind of cool. And uh, then the Gamecocks travel to Asheville 
to uh, participate in their uh, Asheville Championship Tournament with Princeton, Western Kentucky, and Minnesota. Nice. I'm excited for basketball. I love our atmosphere and uh, colonial life. Love going there. So I'm really excited for that. There's, uh, I don't feel like would be much, like there, uh, there's not much hope for this team, but you never know. Oh, we could squeeze I, out a couple of weeks. I, we, that's, that's, a, that, that's, what, why, that's why it's called March Madness. Any given team can win any given day. That's true. But I did also see that they are ranked 11th in the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> so but we're I mean, pretty much ranked 11th. Best you know, conference ranked 11th. We're pretty you much ranked You know you got at least one win because, you know, we play Georgia. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Yeah, every time we played, we wake up for Georgia games. Yeah, I that's know. all I'm saying. We handle business against Georgia. Definitely. I know you're listening out there, Sam Dills. know <laughs> he's pet, he's shaking his boots right now. He's scared. <laughs> he is scared. Um, right? I think uh, I think that pretty much covers the rest of of Columbia sports right now, and because uh, not you know not a ton going on. I've I'm Wish sure. I could be the uh, great Jay Weaver with that. I know that's how that we he uh, he told us we weren't coming. I was just like, oh, there goes. All of our uh, all of our catch up on the Columbia sports, but that being said, still you know we're still here. We're still kicking. We're doing without him. We yeah. we survive. We rally. Yeah. Um, all right, and uh, I guess other things in sports. So How about far. some baseball. They, yeah, take the uh, take take the take the floor for a second with your Atlanta Braves. Uh, well, first of all, MLB's down to the final four teams with the uh, the Astros and um, the Red Sox, baby. Yeah, Astros and Red Sox, and then Braves and Dodgers. In the NLCS and the ALCS last night, uh, I'm a big Braves fan. Uh, the the heartbreak um, coming from uh, Dodger Stadium as the Braves were five outs away from going up 3-0, having the keys to the broom closet door. <laughs> and uh, then a three-run home run by who other else than Cody Bellinger, who uh, hit the uh, go-ahead home run whenever the Braves were up 3-1. And then uh, game goes or series goes to a game seven. Cody Bellinger hits that dagger. So uh, every time Bellinger comes up to the plate as a Braves fan, I uh, you share me timbers. Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, it's been a like they need to find a way to make baseball as interesting as playoff baseball. Yeah, because playoff baseball is electric, baby. Mm-hmm. But regular season baseball, I couldn't care less about. It's because there's 162 games. Of course, but it's like, what are they going to do? Yeah. They shorten it, they're going to lose money. And, like, yeah. I don't know. There needs to be a way to make each game, I don't know, I guess matter more. Yeah. And, you know, uh, NASCAR, I, you know, I don't – there's not a lot of big NASCAR fans. But, uh, oh, let's hear some NASCAR takes. Well, you know, they uh, – to make races more interesting. I, now, I'm, I haven't watched uh, NASCAR in a while, so I don't know if they're doing this still, but – NASCAR, they split it up in, into phases, and you could win certain phases. I, I don't, not a professional in this. Yeah. So, but I'm sure if there's any NASCAR fans out there listening, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And I, I'm not saying that uh, baseball can incorporate anything with that, but you know, made it made NASCAR a little bit more interesting. I don't know. I I think they they don't have the social media presence as the NFL does, or not even close to basketball, which, speaking of which, tip-off is tonight, and did we get any word on if, if our guy, A.J. Lawson, made the team? Uh, he was signed by the Atlanta Hawks, So, oh, and I looked at their the official Hawks. roster, and I didn't see him there, so he must be 
He in might be D, in a G League team. Or yeah, the G League. But uh, exciting for for all basketball fans. I'm really excited, and oh, the decision is the roster spots have also given an opportunity. All right. Oh yeah, they 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 cut him and replaced him. That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he can find his way onto a roster and. Because I know he got signed by the Heat at the beginning. I'm guessing that didn't go well, and now he's tried with the Hawks already. But there's some other Gamecocks, and uh, there's one on the Kings. His name is Silva. I don't know. But that 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 just showed that I didn't I didn't know that old player. This but, time next year, though, I guaranteed you will be reading out uh, Jermaine Kuznard. No, 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 no disrespect, Jermaine, if you're listening. But you know. Keyshawn but, Bryant. But, but you did think you were making, like, you, you you declared for the draft, Jermaine. What draft did you, come on, Jermaine. Jermaine, we saw you play. <laughs> there, You can't you can't be declaring for the draft. Oh, you're not going to sign with the agent. Oh, you know, <laughs> not that confident. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jermaine. That was mean. But, like, you got to stay with it. Like, come on, Jermaine. But yeah, you're right. Keyshawn Bryant I'm will be projected to be picked. Man, I am so excited to see Keyshawn Bryant. He yeah. was electric, but dead gummit. He cannot hit free throws to save his life. That he needs to work on shooting, but he, uh, I mean, he has some monster dunks and some monster highlights, which I think will get him pretty much. Dra- I mean, I thought AJ Lawson was going to at least get drafted within the sixty picks, but he didn't either. So maybe not. But hopefully that does. And I'm excited for NBA tip off. Let's go Celts tonight. And you know, Grizzlies are winning the chip. Pretty yeah, much. Grizzlies eighty two and zero. Yeah, exactly. No problem. All right. And uh, and that does it. What? A uh, googly eye fell off. Spooky. It is spooky season, you know. Yeah. Uh, Eleven days away. I'm excited. I, my favorite holiday. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That does it for the show. The music co- for the show is called "No Time to Lose" by Morning Light Music. The countdown is production of WC News, produced by myself, Jay Weaver, and Riley Hudson. Yes, sir. <laughs> If you like what you hear and want to check out other WUSC podcasts, head over to GarnetMediaGroup.org. And follow us on Instagram at Dead Gummit. You still haven't written this down. No, I don't know why I haven't written this down yet. Um, all right, sorry. WC the countdown. We need to find stuff to post because I'm trying to figure out what to post. I'm working on it. All right, all right. We'll figure it out. Uh, and then email us, please. Email us at. Well, I guess it's not that, but the countdown WSC at gmail.com. So check it out, please. Please email us. All right. That does it for the week. I'm ready for chill. Countdown ends in three, two, one. <laughs>